So welcome again to another edition of the Lightning Process London podcast uh, with me, your host Phil Parker, and over there, uh, Kate. Say hi, Kate. Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, we were just chatting um, before we, we started rolling uh, the recording about what we would cover today and what we'd like to do is think about, well, um, what's shown up in the last few weeks working with clients or in our lives we think something might be useful to share and Kate raised the um, interesting issue do you want to talk about it Kate what's been showing up yeah I've really noticed that um, when I've been supporting clients people have been struggling with prioritizing themselves Um, and so I've been talking and exploring with them why this might have happened um, and why it's difficult to prioritise themselves. And so I thought it'd be interesting just to talk about the reasons, what you can do about it, where you can go for, for extra help, depending on the reasons. Um, and I was I was just um, telling Phil about the fact that I found after Christmas that I didn't have one pair, I had, all my socks had holes in. <laughs> and um, and so I made it a priority to actually buy some socks. And I realised what was happening is I I just didn't have an awareness that I wasn't prioritising myself. And so it was as simple as that um, for me. So I'm assuming that everybody but, else had had uh, socks without holes in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dinosaurs on and cars. <laughs> and it was just me. It was just me because it had never been a priority. Um, but now, and especially, you know, now my feet are really nice and warm. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the other thing to look at is the uh, the consequence to our health of of not doing that. Um, there is some discussion that actually not taking care of yourself, not just you know not eating properly or not exercising enough, you know, which is significant, but just generally pushing yourself down the ranks of priority to to often not even showing up is not very conducive to health. And of course, one of the, the biggest groups that you find this in is mums. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there are so many things that are really essential that need to be done, um, you know, usually for the little ones, the little kids, and then there's no time left. You know, so it's not that it, they don't have themselves on their agenda uh, or on their to-do list. It's just that all, all sorts of other things take all 24 hours of the day, and then it's a new day, and the same thing happens again. So talking yeah. to your clients, what did you discover? What were the key things that were causing it? Uh, what were the consequences of it? One of them, like you said, is is being a mum, mm. uh, having children to look after and having other priorities and, and just not having the time in the day. I also interestingly found that there are certain people who are too busy, who, who don't have enough time because actually they're busy being busy, which is quite interesting, isn't it? Mm. So actually that can take up energy, that can take up time, just being busy. Um, often... For people, um, it can be around them not feeling worthy. So it can be around self-esteem as well. Um, learning from childhood how to be a good girl or a good boy is often around putting other people first. So not not pri- not prioritising themselves or that being seen as selfish mm-hmm. uh, and having lots and lots of negative connotations. But as, as you've just said, we know that actually it's incredibly important mm. on many... And I think the selfish thing is interesting that very often people have this um, kind of idea in their head either you're somebody who is uh, thinking about others or you're selfish and those are your two only two options right so yeah. if you don't if you think about yourself that means you're selfish and yeah. if you uh, are thinking about others it means you're a, a good person and those things that's not the only two uh, positions that it can be in. We can be kind and thoughtful of others and take care of ourselves at the same time. 
Um, one, and one of the things I, I often talk about is this idea that this is a learned behaviour, this whole idea that uh, we have to put other people first. Uh, and the reason we can see this, again, coming back to kids, is if, you, uh, if you've ever met a two-month-old kid, uh, when they wake up in the middle of the night and they want something, they don't kind of look at their watch and go, it's a little bit early to be, you know, demanding things of other people and after all my needs are not as important as anyone else that's not what happens when you're two months old you just scream if you want something and if it isn't what you want you scream again so we clearly yeah. come in with a sense of entitlement for at least you know some some good stuff coming towards us uh, and yeah okay we have to balance that as we move from being a child where we, we probably are more you know demanding of other people than than we should be as adults I think that's true but quite often we 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 switch so far down that as you say these, these ideas of being selfish or being self-centered or being yeah. arrogant and uh, Robert Holden I was talking about this yesterday his friend of mine who wrote this book called Lovability and one of the things he says is when he was a kid at school you know like a 12 year old or something said the worst thing that anyone could ever say to you was oh my god you really love yourself don't you and that was like that was a <laughs> dreadful thing to hear <laughs> i remember that <laughs> yeah uh, but actually loving yourself doesn't mean uh, being arrogant selfish you know uh, narcissistic although there are certain people in the world at the moment <laughs> who may yeah, fall into yeah. that category uh, genuinely loving yourself means being nice to yourself and it doesn't preclude yeah. you being nice to other people at the same time yeah I agree absolutely and I've got um, so some people who are listening or watching this may know I've got two year old twins and I have bought some books about feelings and I wrote um, the lightning process blog about this this week um, and one of the books that I've bought talks about um how in order to be happy you need to fill other people's happiness buckets up but nowhere within this story it's a story for children nowhere within this book does it ever talk about them having a happiness bucket themselves or them looking after themselves and and I I mean it was as if it was written 40 years ago and it wasn't it was only written 10 years ago and I'm going to send it back <laughs> the whole concept I mean you know we, we can, I just think we we just should not be advocating that to our to our children um you know but I remember being at school and people saying as an insult you really love yourself I remember that mm. I haven't thought about years yeah but I, don't know if, I don't know if they still do that yeah. but I, it certainly was a, a you know yeah. one of the worst things that could be leveled at you and actually loving yourself is is really important you know being nice to yourself being kind to yourself and in uh, in buddhist uh, philosophy and also christian philosophy in buddhist philosophy they talk about uh, this process called loving kindness a meditation where uh, the idea is to focus on loving kindness and to then live a life where you're kind and uh, the first step of it is uh, being kind to yourself and the second step is then being kind to people you like and then the third step is being kind to people that you you know you don't particularly have a relationship with like the news agent or the, you know the milkman uh, and then the, the fourth step is being kind to people you don't like being kind to your enemies and then the fifth, fifth step is being kind to everyone uh, but it starts interestingly with being kind to yourself and of course, the Christian Christian philosophy, you know, Jesus says, um, out of all the commandments, two are most important. First of all, is uh, love God above all others, and secondly, is love thy neighbour as thyself, which is normally meant you know, taken to mean be kind to others, you know, do as you would be done by kind of thing. But also, if you look at it more carefully, it says, tr uh, treat your neighbour as you would like to 
to have yourself be treated. Be you know, be kind to your neighbour. That doesn't that doesn't mean being nasty to your neighbour, and and so you can be nasty to yourself. It means be kind to your neighbour, and be kind to yourself at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it doesn't mean be kind to your neighbour at the exclusion of yeah, being kind. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that at all. Um, and, and so even implicit within Christian philosophy, the same thing. And if you look at most world religions, they do say, be nice, be nice to others, and be nice to yourself. Because of course, in you know, in, in that religious connotation, we are aspects of the divine, and therefore we should be treated with with kindness and uh, and care. And and too much of the time, we don't. And as we often say, there's a massive link between happiness and health you know the research latest research from diner and chan in 2011 says it'll cost us about 10 years of life if we're not happy mm. yeah, which is much the same as smoking so as i often say never be a grumpy smoker is the worst <laughs> it's the worst of all <laughs> all worlds but uh, one of the key things to being happy is to be happy with yourself you know this happiness bucket thing you're talking about making other people happy yeah that's kind of okay but you can't have your happiness just be because other people are happy around you then your happiness is dependent on other people's moods and this is yeah. what we would call codependency where your feelings are dependent on somebody else's and this is often at the, the back of this uh, if I make everybody okay then I can feel okay myself never yeah. works out never and also, and also that, that level of responsibility because you cannot be responsible for other people's happiness you know you can support and love and nurture but if you take on other people's happiness as your responsibility, it just becomes such a futile task, doesn't yeah, it? It's, it's, it's impossible to do, and it's absolutely overwhelming. And it's exhausting. And as we say, you know, trying to change another person is like trying to change the weather. I was just doing, as I said to you, I've taught eight days out of the last 16. And a lot of this has come up time and time again. You know, we spend a lot of our time trying to change other people. If only my husband would take the trash out, if only my kids would be nicer, if only my, you know, always looking towards the outside, somebody's doing something they shouldn't be doing, which is probably true, but it's futile, as you say, to try and change them. It's not, not the solution. The solution is to look at yourself, look at your own stuff. Yeah. And, and to make yourself important enough. Um, I was talking to somebody this morning, I was doing a, a coaching call this morning with somebody um, looking at kind of what what core beliefs would be really useful about yourself and, and I'm not worthy is not it's not really good enough, you know, it needs it needs to be bigger, it needs to be something that's really amazing, something that can be as powerful as people's inner critic can be, so that it counteracts that. So, um, you know, if I mean we started off talking about prioritizing, didn't we? We've obviously kind of evolved the evolve the call but you know if one of the reasons that you're not looking after yourself is that you don't feel worthy enough look at how you can change that and there's loads of resources available there's loads of free resources on the lightningprocesswork.com and .co.uk website you've done some fantastic downloads that can really help to build people's self-esteem if you know the lightning process you can go back to your practitioner or use the process in the way that you've been taught there's so many different tools different techniques and different support out there to help you to do that and I kind of think, if not now, then when, really? Mm -hmm. well, really yesterday on this course, we were talking, um, we did a, did a live feed on Facebook. So if you check out my Facebook page, you'll see it. You can watch a bit of the seminar. We were talking about coaching and, you know, what makes a great coach, you know, and, and yeah. one of the ways to think about it is who in your life has been a great coach or who in your life should have been a great coach and wasn't. But then we took the conversation slightly further and it's like, well, 
probably the most influential coaching in our lives is our own internal voice yeah. and even if it's negative it's still like a coach it's like somebody drip feeding a conversation so ideally if you're an olympic athlete you'll have a coach who goes you can do it you know you're amazing you know run faster um but equally if we have a voice that goes you're never going to do this you're fundamentally shit <laughs> if we hear that again again and again that is like a coach it's it's a disempowering coach but it, it has the same amount of um authority and we pay attention to it and because it's inside our head it goes on and on and on but what's interesting of course is we know that you can change those voices because they are yours it's potential to change them and when you think about you know I was talking to somebody who was uh, talking about the lightning press they've done the lightning press and we're going I was getting my head around this whole idea can changing these kind of conversations have an effect on your health and then he thought you know what if I think of some of the conversations I have as like nutritious you know, and some of them as you know, rotten food. Right. In, in the same way, if I went to the fridge, and in my fridge I've got some rotten old carrots and some you know, really nice fresh food, if I eat the rotten carrots, I'm probably physically going to feel ill. You know, yeah. If I listen, if I buy into these kind of toxic conversations, that's probably not going to improve my health in any way at all. But if I buy into health-giving, nurturing, nutritious conversations, coaching conversations, and maybe it will. So it's about swapping those conversations. And as you say, there's loads of tools out there available to do it. And if not now, when? Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we've covered loads of really interesting stuff today. So lots to digest and think about. Thanks for uh, raising this um, interesting issue. And we'll see you soon on another podcast. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Bye. Bye.